Before we get to today's podcast with interviews with both Nasir Little and Kobe White from North Carolina, uh, we want to remind you that this podcast is powered by BioFreeze, the official topical reliever of the Washington Wizards. BioFreeze offers fast-acting, long-lasting, powerful pain relief to help you feel no limits. BioFreeze can be found at your local retailer as well as online. back with another episode of Off the Bench. Zach Rosen here from WashingtonWizards.com. With me today, Chris Gehring and Ryan Dizdeer. Guys, we uh, interviewed both Nasir Little and Kobe White from North Carolina after their workouts, which you'll find later in this episode. But what did, you know, we were in here for both of them. What did you guys take away from their workouts? And wow, the draft is Thursday, by the way. So yeah, stuff is coming up soon. I, I, I think from both of them, you saw, obviously both of them are being mocked in the Wizards range or above, and I think immediately from the start of their workout, you saw why. I think it's really hard in an individual workout maybe to like find find like some fire, but both of them I thought had intense focus right from the beginning. They kind of pumped themselves up. You could see that they were kind of giving themselves the juice, and I think that it's just it was super interesting to see two really high level guys kind of show off what they can do, and I think both of them did. I mean. We know that Kobe White can shoot the ball extremely well, and he got red hot early in his workout, like almost from the jump. Um, Nasir Little, a super explosive athlete, a guy who will get up in your face defensively, plays with a ton of fire, and you know those were all embodied as well. And I think the thing that, that he noted when he was talking to the media, they asked him about a three-point percentage in college that is maybe you know not what scouts are looking for, but we watched him shoot the ball extremely well today and those are things that I think when you get to the NBA level you get to work on your craft every single day it's, it becomes your job guys get better exponentially in those environments and so two super two super outstanding prospects and I think that both of them really put their best foot forward today which is impressive given the fact that they've both been through some long journeys of this of this process going city to city working out for teams yeah, I think the two things, and you kind of noted it with Kobe White, I think the speed and the lateral quickness was so evident and so clear, and it really stood out. And like you mentioned, shooting the ball and just kind of being able to play with pace and just keep the same amount of energy. And then with uh, Nasir, just his explosiveness and athleticism. I mean, he was doing some stuff, and he, he had some dunks that were really just eye-opening and mm-hmm. kind of jaw-dropping. And, I mean, he was screaming and won after, you know, playing against the coaches. And it's like – that's the kind of energy that is so contagious and it's so like what coaches and teams look for at the next level. So like mm-hmm. you mentioned, I think they both were able to put together really just great workouts. And uh, I think they both mentioned that this is their last one. So as a final step before the draft, I think they couldn't have done any better. Yeah. They seem to both be super comfortable, you know, just talking to people, working out. I think as you'll learn later in this episode, they're actually found out they're related. Not only did they play together in North Carolina, but I think mm-hmm. having each other during this process was really nice for both of them, especially with Thursday coming up. Um, you know, Kobe White has been projected higher up than the Wizards, you know, apparently as a promise, but I think it shows a lot about him, even if that's the case, to come here and work out for the Wizards. Uh, you never really know what's going to happen on draft night. Mm-hmm. And then Nasir Little, who could go, you know, as high as eight, to the Hawks or mm-hmm. you know as low as probably 18 or so mm-hmm. but he I think he when teams work him out they were probably impressed by him um, a lot of people 
may have thought, oh, he was buried on the bench. But as you'll learn in our interview, it was for the right like basketball reasons. He seemed to be really understanding of that, which you never know what to expect out of an 18-year-old as a freshman having to accept his role. And I think that's like a, a super important thing uh, for someone that young to already go through that process because it's going to happen in the NBA. Like yeah. He's not going to start for most teams, more, than, more likely than not. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was an intriguing workout. And, guys, this is going to wrap up, as far as we know, as of right now on Monday around noon, the last uh, workouts the Wizards will be holding. Now we have Thursday coming up, which we'll be doing a whole podcast on that uh, ahead of mm-hmm. Thursday. We'll do drop that on Wednesday. Um, but any you know last thoughts from workouts before we get to the interviews? I think that the, the process for the Wizards is super interesting just because there is a there's a huge range of prospects that – are obviously that they know will be available to them. But picking at nine is an interesting spot in the lottery where having eight slots ahead of you is a lot of time for things to change, for trades to happen, for um, guys to drop down one or two spots. And so I think that they've done a lot of – every team has done a lot of the work already. And so there are a lot of names on their board that maybe haven't been in for a workout. Um, But I think they learned a lot through this process. They know – They've brought in guys from a wide range of availability. That can mean all sorts of things. They don't have a second-round pick now. Maybe some of the guys that they worked out, they consider jumping up for or keep an eye on right after the draft is over. And so I think this process has been really informative about the the holistic view that you have to take. It's not just the pick at nine. There's a lot of things that can happen in this draft that really, at this point, they have to wait wait and see. They have to wait and have it play out on Thursday. So... Um, it's been an, another interesting process. We've gotten to talk to some really good, some really great guys, some great prospects, and we'll just have to see how, how it, it all turns out. Yeah, anything can happen on draft night. Guys fall, guys go a lot earlier than projected, and nine is kind of the perfect spot for anything to happen. And, you know, in the in the past, when we touched about this early on in the draft process, but or the pre-draft process, but the ninth pick, you can get a really good player there. So seeing where everything falls, seeing what trades are made, you know what else happens is going to be something really interesting to see. But um, yeah, just got to wait and see for Thursday. All right. Well, without further ado, we'll get to our interviews with UNC's Nasir Little and Kobe White. Nasir Little, uh, it goes by Nas, we just learned, uh, out of North Carolina, just worked out for the Washington Wizards, uh, Nas, it was, you had the individual workout, Kobe White got to go before you, but uh, what was it like out there, I mean, I think it's different when you're solo versus the group workouts, you get to run a little bit, probably a little more conditioning, but how did it go for you today? It went extremely well, man, and uh, for me, you know, I just like to uh, push myself in each of these workouts. Um, look at it as an opportunity to get better. So like you said, uh, not necessarily conditioning just to kind of show the coaching staff, but conditioning to get myself to become a better player. And, uh, you know, so each drill, just make sure I cut hard, uh, explode to the basket, um, things like that. What's the biggest difference when you, I mean, I assume you've been in these group workouts when you're all by yourself. Do you, do you prefer it because you get to just totally control how you play and these drills and things like that? Or do you, you know, do you feed off of when you're in a group workout um, playing with others. Yeah, I like to. I prefer group workouts just to because uh, like, I'm a competitor, so I like to go at people. Um, and for me, one of my best attributes is defense, so I get to showcase that a little bit more. So in the group workouts, I think you can kind of show um, your competitive spirit and then you're scoring on another individual. So it kind of, you know, adds another element to you know to your skill set and your ability as a player. 
Talking about competing, you mentioned exploding to the basket. Obviously, watching you play uh, in college, you play with a, a lot of explosiveness. Is that something you're trying to bring to every draft workout as well? Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, that's what teams want to see. Um, you know, I think, you know, athleticism is one of those things that, you know, for a lot of people it has a cap. Um, you know, you can work on your shooting, you can improve ball handling, but um, athleticism is one of those things that not everybody has. So, you know, for me to showcase that and then kind of show the other elements of my game, I think kind of impresses uh, staffs a lot. You were the MVP of the McDonald's All-American game, mm -hmm. and you didn't start at UNC, and I, I know, I'm sure you've been asked about that a million times, yeah. but to go from that to that role on UNC, how did that impact kind of your, how you look at the game, and have, what are the positives you've taken from it? It's kind of giving you another dimension, uh, you know, knowing how to attack, you know, starting the game, and, you know, coming off the bench, knowing how to kind of stay ready. Um, you know, because, you know, the sad truth of the NBA is, you know, all the other guys coming in, they probably started for their teams. Not all of them going to start, you know, going to this next level. So, you know, they've never experienced that before. So they're going to have to learn and make that adjustment that I've already experienced in college. So that kind of gives me another edge, you know, going into this draft. UNC gives you a unique atmosphere, both in that you get to play for a Hall of Fame level coach in Roy Williams. You get to play with some of the best players in the nation every day in your own environment and then in the ACC you play one of the best schedules in college basketball yeah. how does how does that grind every day and then playing that competition for real in games kind of prepare you for this level maybe more than some others who you know they don't play that every single day when you're on the road in tough environments every single time um, how does that impact how you see it going forward into the pro game yeah I think you know also another huge environment is crowds I think right you know, me going from high school to college, the crowd was a was an underrated, you know, adjustment. You know, playing in front of 22,000 people, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just kind of like you make a mistake or something happens, you kind of like, it's like, oh, crap, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so um, I think that's something that the ACC gets you ready for, you know, playing in crowds like Duke, um, Clemson. You know, every, UNC is one of those teams where wherever you go is going to be a huge crowd of game and sold out. So, you know, getting used to that environment and, you know, playing without – with the whole entire backdrop situation, things like that. Um, you know, that's an underrated part of the game that you gotta gotta get used to and it really helps going on to the next level. What's your relationship like with Kobe White and how much does it help having, you know, someone you went to college with throughout this pre draft process? Yeah, Kobe's like my brother, man. Uh, we're literally cousins or blood cousins. Um, so, you know, I don't think people know that. But uh yeah, man, we're extremely close. You know, we talk, you know, all the time. Uh the other night we were you know, I landed at twelve Landed at midnight, you know, went to straight his room and just chopped it up for a couple hours, man. So, you know, we're really close. And it's just cool to kind of see how far we came uh, from high school, you know, being at the camps together and now, um, you know, being at this next level and taking this next step in our careers. So how, how long have you guys had, like, a strong relationship even before, you know, McDonald's, All-American, UNC? Yeah, I mean, that's when it really formulated for us. Uh, we found out we were cousins. I found out from my dad. Uh, my dad's from Greenville, North Carolina. And uh, we had the same great-grandparents, so uh, that's how we kind of found out. But, you know, we really kind of started to formulate that over, um, you know, throughout the all-star circuit. Uh, we've got a note here that you play the piano. Mm -hmm. What what else should we know about you as a, as a individual, not just this basketball player that everyone's trying to evaluate? Yeah, man, I play piano, played saxophone a little bit, play a little clarinet. Let me try the tube out. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, I got a little musical prowess on me. I like to, I can rap. 
uh, yeah, I play some video games time to time. Fortnite guy or yeah, used to be, but you know they start getting too good. <laughs> you know, the my, kids my, isn't them. Like, yeah, I don't know who it is, man. I think the computers or something. Cause <laughs> well, with your schedule, you can't put in the time. Yeah, you know, I can't exactly. Like they're like grinding, <laughs> they're playing eight hours a day. You know, I'm in the gym. I just play for fun. You know, that's that's really a career for some people. So yeah. you know, my kill count started going down, and it's, <laughs> and it's not fun no more because you got to start a whole new game. So like, just too much. So I just kind of got off of that. So. So is, is is music then, like, uh, is that a big escape for you? Like when you need to decompress, is it is it listening to music, making music, whatever? Yeah, you know, I just like put on the instrumental, just start freestyling by myself, and just just do that. You know, watch some TV. So I mean, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. I don't really do much else besides that. What kind of music do you listen to before you play? I like to listen to like uh, jazz music. Uh, kind of soothe you calm down people think you get too amped up you kind of play out of control so i like to kind of ease my body ease my nerves a little bit by playing something relaxing it sounds like you'll be able to pass time on the road in the nba because there's a lot of it <laughs> oh yeah for sure <laughs> i mean you know in college too it's the same yeah. uh back to basketball what uh what do you see in the situation here and how you could help from day one and and how you'd fit in here i mean i think they have a lot of opportunity open on the wings you know honestly um, so I think that's somewhere I could come in right away and just kind of contribute, man. I think I can um, have a great defensive impact early on. And, you know, I think I can score the ball without necessarily being that number one guy. I think I think that's an underrated talent, man. A lot of guys need the ball in their hands all the time to score. But for me, I'm not a guy you can kind of plug in and get an easy 12, 15 consistently. So uh, I think that's something that I can contribute right away. And that comes from, I mean, the consistent energy that you play with, right? No matter what, if you're in the starting lineup, if you're coming off the bench, um, how important is it that you've seen? I mean, you saw it in college yourself. How important is it to kind of just be able to inject that energy back into the lineup when maybe you know stars come out of the game, but you need to you need to keep that level? Yeah, I mean, and you know, I don't think people understood like it, it was a strategy, man. You know, because I talked to Coach Williams, and he told me like the starting thing wasn't about talent. You know, he told me I was one of the most talented guys on the team. And that's what people don't understand. They keep asking me why I ain't starting. But, you know, from a st strategic standpoint, I mean, you got the starting lineup and then sub in, and then boom, now you got an NBA player in the game. You know what I'm saying? So it's just kind of that kind of thing. So it just, there's no drop off. And then when you take me out, now you have a starter back. So it's kind of like, uh, I think that's what made it so good, man. And just kind of looking at it in that mindset allowed me to try to excel as much as I could in that role. I feel like that's easier to explain to like an NBA fan or coach because like that we see that you know yeah. we've seen some of our best players come off the bench and contribute. It's a, it's not really about who opens the game; it's about who closes it. Exactly. So I'm sure Roy said that's you a lot. Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> Ingrained that no, in your verbatim. brain. Verbatim. Yeah. Verbatim. So. Yeah. Uh, have you talked to him along the way or yeah. any former Tar Heels? Yeah, I talked to him. I met with Antoine Jameson. Nice. Um, world class guy. Uh, the entire staff at UNC, man, just. You know, touch base with them, keep in contact with them. Uh, you know, that Carolina family talk is real, man. You know, they you know, they make sure you're good even after you leave. And, you know, they support your dreams and aspirations wholeheartedly. So I think that's a good environment to be a part of. Cool. Well, we wish you the best of luck. Already coming up on Thursday, you'll yeah. be in the green room. Yes, sir. All right, sure. awesome. Well, we'll see you there. Well, wishing you the best. Hopefully it works out for you. Yes, sir, appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks, Hans.
before we hear from Kobe White, we want to remind you that this podcast is powered by BioFreeze, the official topical reliever of the Washington Wizards. BioFreeze offers fast-acting, long-lasting, powerful pain relief to help you feel no limits. BioFreeze can be found at your local store as well as online. And now we go to Kobe White. All right, we're here with Kobe White from North Carolina. He just worked out for the Washington Wizards. Uh, had an individual workout before your teammate, and as we found out, your cousin, Nasir <laughs> Little, which is awesome. Uh, how did, how's today gone? You've been here, you know, overnight and now here all day, and how's it gone for you? It's going great, you know. Um, had a great dinner last night, and the uh, workout was good today. Um, I feel like that uh, I showed them what I can do and what type of not only player but what type of person I am and the type of character that I have. What's the what's the number one thing that especially in these individual workouts that you try to put, you know, that you try to showcase? Because obviously these coaches have watched you for a while; mm-hmm. they know how you play. But what are what are you trying to really convey to them when you have a chance one on one to play in front of them, meet with them, and things like that? I know that the ideal of a you know one on one workout is just to try to break you. To be honest, to try mm-hmm. to break you and see see if you're gonna fold. But I'm not that type of person, so coming in, I'm like, you know, whatever they throw at me, I'm gonna take it and keep running with it. Uh, that's and my mindset is, anything they throw at me, I can take it head on. It's it's, it's nothing gonna stop me from being me, <clears throat> and keep pushing. So I think that just showing my competitive spirit and you know the way that I compete, like I always say, I think I'm the most competitive player in this draft class. So talk about competitive spirit. How do you think your skill set as a whole is gonna translate to the next level in the NBA? I think it translates perfectly. Um, I can shoot it off the dribble. I can get to my spots, and, you know, I'm athletic, and I got great speed. I just got to put everything together, and, you know, I'm I'm 6'5", standing at 6'5", and at my position, I'm I'm, I'm big. So I just got to put everything together. You know, I know my first couple of years is going to be up and down, but, I, you know, hopefully when I just – you know, hopefully I can get to that point where everything clicks. You've worked out for, you know, a handful of teams. This is your final workout. Just how – relieved are you to be done um you know you could I'm relieved but you know it's a blessing for me because I know some dudes are out here you know having 15 workouts and you know luckily I didn't have to have that many so I know I don't know what they're going through but I know these four that I have you know it's kind of rough and I couldn't imagine you know what they're going you know across the country you know city to city every night and I can't imagine what they're going through so for me I think I'm just blessed in that aspect, but you know, you have a sense of relief because you you can't wait till till Thursday, you know, to find out where you're going. We t- we asked Nas about this, but I think it's interesting for everybody that for everybody that's played in a big program like you, like yourself. How does playing at North Carolina not only being being teammates with elite players, but playing against them in the ACC, especially on the road, um, how does that get you ready for the NBA and? You know, I think it, I think sometimes it's bigger environments every single time when you're at UNC than it would be on like a night-to-night basis in the NBA. How does that How does that prepare you? Well, first, you know, like you said, playing in a Dean Dome, playing in front of thousands of people every night, uh, it kind of prepares you for the big stage and you know playing in front of a bunch of people. But also in the ACC, like I w- I'll be thinking about it, like how many teams have good point guards and you know every night I was going against us a good point guard from, you know, Virginia Tech, Justin Robinson, Kyle Bowman, Boston College, uh, Chris Likes Miami. 
Trey Jones Duke. So I'm going, you know, I'm playing against a lot of different but good point guards that do many different things really mm -hmm. well. In the NBA, you know, every night I'm playing against a great a great player, a great point guard. So I think from that aspect, playing in the ACC helped me. You know, just you can't take a, in the ACC you can't take a game off or you're gonna get destroyed. So here, it's 80, there's a lot more games and it's a lot more you know concentration and focus. But I think I'm built for it and I think I'm you know I'm I'm here to stay. Speaking of NBA guards, is there maybe one guy in the league that you try to model your game after, maybe take aspects of their game and try to put it in yours? Well, my favorite player is Damian Lillard. So, you know, I think certain aspects were kind of the same as, you know, even though he's a point guard, he can play off the ball with when CJ um, has it. He can shoot it, can score it at all three levels. You know, obviously, he can also play my first teammate. So I think in some ways we're kind of the same. But, you know, I'm definitely not comparing myself to Damian Lillard because he's such a great player. But, you know, if, if I think if I wanted to model myself as somebody, it would be him. You're, from what we understand, according to Chris Miller, who you just spoke with from NBC Sports Washington, big Carolina guy, told us <laughs> you're the all-time leading scorer in North Carolina State history in high school, but also that you accomplished it halfway through your senior year. Mm -hmm. How have you been able to like continue to live up to expectations, and how do you expect that to continue going to the NBA? I just think I don't feel any pressure. Um, I think I just go out there and I just play the game, and I just I'm, I'm being me. And you know I've been playing since I was – I remember all my life has been basketball, basketball. That's all I've been about. That's all I know. So I'm playing the game I love, and, you know, you can't help but to feel pressure. Pressure is little. You know, it's little to you when you just – you've been doing it your whole life. Yeah. And, and like, like you said, when you play with intensity and things like that, when you find that big stage, it's more like – is it more, like, exciting to you? Does it, does it fire you up more than it makes you, you know, close in on you, I guess? Yeah, because, you know, in high school, music core for my – Training my assistant coach, big time players show when the lights come on, when the big lights come on. I know we had a because we, we had an alumni game, and he played at my high school, and uh, he said, you know, we had an alumni game and we lost, but he said, you know, he had twenty, I think he had like thirty. He was just like, you know, big time players come on, you know, when the lights come on, and then when the lights come on, I think I'm, that's when it gets real, and I think that's that's when I perform the best, and uh, you know, just when you're playing and you know you're just killing someone and you're you're killing like as a team you just you know like you ever just walk in the gym and you're like man i don't want to see that team because i know that they, they got they, they full of killers and they're gonna they're gonna do whatever it takes to win so when that you know growing up that's how i was anywhere i went especially from au to high school you know i wanted to be with that team that we don't want to play them because we knew that they're gonna grind it out they're gonna play hard forget all the scoring and you know the talent but they're gonna play hard and they're gonna get up in you and make you feel uncomfortable. So, you uh, were here this whole time with Nas, your cousin, as we learned. <laughs> what has it been like to share the whole experience with him and continue to share it with him? It's been great, man. I know that uh, he got here. We got here on the same day, Saturday. I got him before him, but he came in late. And I think we, he came in my room. We chopped it up for three or four hours, and it was late. But we was just, you know. We hadn't seen each other for, like, we saw each other at the combine, but it was yeah. so much going on that you don't really get a chance to really sit down and, you know, talk. So we was talking up, and it was great, you know, to you know we were just talking about our experience and how the process been. But we was just, he's my brother, man. So we was just talking about talking about life and, and things like that. So I know that he's excited. I'm excited. I can't wait to, you know, see him walk across that stage, you know, alone, you know, with myself. But, I, you know, I'm happy for him and, you know, all the other 
Carolina players is coming out. Are you prepared for how much your life is going to change Thursday night? <laughs> I guess you deep can say question, that. right? Yeah, it's a deep question for sure. Because my life is going to drastically change, and I can change my family life. So yeah, you know, I'm, I think I'm prepared. I'm 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 ready. Um, I have a good foundation, a support system, small circle behind me from my family to my two boys that I grew up with, who's my brother, their family. So, you know, from them, they just keep me always level-headed and keep me on my toes. And especially my brother and my sister, who are my best friends. And, you know, they just, I have a solid, great foundation behind me. So I'm not worried about anything life throws at me at this point. And, and people who have gone through this process, obviously a lot of them have come through North Carolina. Have, have, have you leaned on any former Tar Heels? Uh, obviously, there's plenty that are still on campus from when you're there, but any others in, in a, a huge network of Tar Heels that have been in the NBA, are in the NBA or have been? I think who gives me, you know, who I go to for advice, just because, you know, I was with them every day was Kendall and uh, Sean. Those two were a big help for me. They, you know, uh, especially Kendall, because we play the same position. So over the season, not only over the season, but after the season when I was even deciding whether I should go out or not, those two were two important people that was part of my decision. So, you know, I trust them with everything, and I know that they got my best interest for sure. And I'm a big person of trust, and you got to earn it. But they definitely earned my trust, and, you know, so it, it, everything worked out for itself, but those two are, are the main people that I'll talk to about it. For the listeners at all, that's Kendall, Kendall Marshall. Kendall Marshall and Sean, Sean May. May. Yeah. Nas mentioned he's pretty uh, musically talented off the court. Do you have any <laughs> off-court interests or any other passions other than basketball? No, nah, I'm, I'm a good I, – I listen to music, but I'm not into – Nas is very, like, uh, articulate in that aspect and in and, and, and real life. Like, he knows a lot of stuff and has a lot of knowledge about things, and I think he can play the piano. So, uh, yeah, he's and he can rap. I don't know if you say he can rap. Yeah, yeah he told us. Man. Yeah, he can freestyle. <laughs> you always hear him in his room. <laughs> Just freestyling, going in. And, you know, it always got his turn. But, yeah, he can. He, he's, he's very articulate. We were telling him, like, he's very fit for the NBA off the court because there's so much downtime. Mm-hmm. I was like, you're going to be fine. You're, yeah. You can entertain he's yourself. He's definitely going to find some things to do. Yeah. On the other hand, me – I don't know. <laughs> I'm more You'll of a, figure it out. I'm more, yeah, but I'm more of a basic guy. I know. Yeah. I just I listen to music. That's a passion for me. Is music. Just listening to it and diving deep into it and getting the meaning of it and behind it. And you know, I think that people like my favorite rapper is J Cole. So people like him that that tell a story behind his music. That's that's the type of music that I like to hear. But uh, other than that, I'll just be watching Netflix or Hulu, <laughs> man. <laughs> well, we'll, yeah. we'll be looking forward to see, you know, what your story becomes. Best of luck to you, and uh, maybe we'll see you Thursday. You never know. Yeah, thank you. All right, thank you, folks.